Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. So we had whole dates, but we also filled them with really good artisan nut butters. It's like, oh, I'm going to get this really good crunchy peanut butter. I'm going to sprinkle a little bit of you know, sea salt on it. And it tastes like a Snickers. Like you don't even need the chocolate. <laughs> That's how we sampled the dates. And the buyers and tasters that came through were mind blown. I mean, they were just like, I had never thought to do this. It's just amazing. Today, we're talking to another farmer and we're going to learn about dates. Dates are such a fascinating desert fruit. They grow on date palm trees, which may be one of the oldest cultivated trees in the world, dating back over 5,000 years. They're not only tasty, but they're a pretty cool food to learn about, too. Today's guest teaches us all sorts of fun facts. I learned so much talking to her. Like, did you know that dates are considered a berry? Or that dried fruit is more than 50% sugar? Today, I speak with Joan Smith, a date farmer whose fruits are so delicious they've been featured in magazines. She shares her favorite date recipes, fun facts about date plants, tales of her farm dogs, and how she makes a point to give back to her community. Our food is linked to obesity, climate change, workers' rights, and so much more. Every bite of food we chew has a story. I'm Amber Stott, food activist and founder of the nonprofit Food Literacy Center. I've worked with legislators, school districts, farmers, and chefs to rewrite the story of our food and improve my community. I want to inspire more people to become food activists. So I've invited my mentors and the activists who inspire me to share their stories and their tips on how to improve our food choices, our communities, and our planet. It's time we understand the story behind the food we eat and the impact our food choices have on our health, the environment, and our economy. It's time to start raising kale. Joan Smith runs Rancho Meladuco Date Farm in Coachella Valley, California. She's a CPA who shifted her career to date farming. She's a mother, a home cook, and a backyard gardener. Her dates have been featured in Bon Appetit and Oprah magazines. Joan, welcome to Raising Kale. Thank you. So everyone is talking about your dates. Oprah, Bon Appetit's calling them the world's best. They're in the Wall Street Journal. So what is so special about your dates? Well, we start, I would say what we what we do well is we take those farm fresh, really higher moisture dates that are typically kind of not handled because they're so much more delicate and fragile and a little more perishable. But that's that stage of, of the date's ripeness is, is what we enjoy the most because the flavors are so bright and you get this really rich brown sugar, um, almost boozy richness when you eat them. So that's that's where we, we like to live. We like to, to take the fruit as it's a little bit less dry 
um, and harvest at that stage. So that's what we endeavor to do. Those plump dates that just sort of make your whole mouth water. Yes. Love yes. it. Love yeah. it. <laughs> and uh, what variety of date are you growing? We grow predominantly medjool dates, and uh, currently, mostly what we sell are the medjools. That's what we what we've kind of started um, with, and I, we have a few other varieties growing on the ranch. Uh, there's a variety called Bari um, that is enjoyed both as a ripe brown date as well as when it's crisp and fresh. Um, they call it the Kalal stage. When they're yellow, they're sweet and crunchy like an apple. What? Um, yes, and, but it's. As the date as the dates naturally ripen on the tree, they will transition from that yellow stage to that brown stage that everybody knows. And all dates, uh, even medjools, will hit that yellow stage, but they're very tannic. So most varieties of dates you can't really enjoy in that in that crunchy yellow stage because they're they're just too astringent. Um, so we have bari, we have a few, we have medjools predominantly, um, and a few kind of one-off varieties. So is that yellow stage kind of like when you bite into an underripe persimmon and it just like sucks all the moisture right out of your mouth? A little, but less. So okay. it, is, it is still tannic, it, it, uh -huh. but that is, that's a good comparison. Um, and depending on, on the tree and, and how, you know, because dates don't ripen uniformly um, mm. and they're usually picked as a, as a strand, like the entire strand of the whole bunch comes off. So you're going to have some degree in the sugars that are developed and some degree in those tannins. So sometimes you'll get them and you can be like, oh, those are really tannic. But if you know it's coming, it's yeah. not that bad. <laughs> well, I love this. I'm learning so much already. Yeah. Um, so so I understand you're a CPA, you're a home cook, you're a gardener. How, how did you fall into date farming? So we, um, my husband uh, was a member in a, in a property. Um, it's actually, I don't, I don't share this very often, but it's actually a waterfowl hunting club. And it's one of the oldest duck hunting clubs in the north end of the Salton Sea area. And um, he, you know, he, he loves to hunt duck. He loves to eat fresh duck. Um, it's very good for you. So we found ourselves, you know, spending a lot of time on this ranch. And they had some existing date palms that were planted by um, other members long before. Uh, but we have extra land and, you know, we were there kind of all the time and it was like, huh, I think we should farm more dates. Um, people would go crazy for the dates that we had. We just had the four trees and we would sort of divvy up the harvest each year and with another owner. And I had trouble finding homes for all this fruit. So I, kind of, <laughs> I started to make a list of like, you know, and I'd walk into my, my local coffee shop and I'd write, you know, the owner's name, Bruno on the box and say, this is for Bruno. And I started to discover how many people really love dates. People, I had no idea. Um, <laughs> and when you can get them fresh like that, where they're, where they're just picked at that peak and they're just fresh off the farm. Um, you know, they haven't, they haven't been sitting on shelves for a while. Mm -hmm. You know, people went crazy and the, you know, they were like, can I buy more? Do you have more? And it was like, all I have are these like 60 boxes. So that was the inspiration to start farming. That's great. I love that. So you just started from sharing. Started by sharing. Yeah, it started with a list. And then when the list was long and people asked to buy them and I was, I thought, well, okay. And the really fun thing about dates is that you can actually, you can get your next trees for free because dates are like bromeliads. They grow uh, these offshoots that generate from the base of the tree. And uh -huh. so when they reach a certain size, they will start to develop their own root system if they're close enough to the soil and once that root system is well enough established and the palm is fairly, you know, at a good size, you can remove that offshoot and transplant it and you have a new palm. So, oh, wow. 
So the first thing I did, this is really funny, being the CPA and loving spreadsheets, is I <laughs> I did this whole, I was like, okay, I've got four trees and I planted six shoots from four trees. And if each tree produces 10 shoots and I, you know, and I had this whole spreadsheet Oh, they basically showed it was going to take like 21 years for, you know, me to fill out five. Anyway, it was pretty funny, but that's where <laughs> it started. In my mind, we were just going to harvest our shoots and then I would plant them and then I would harvest those shoots. shoots Did you, you know, end up buying trees? I ended up buying trees because yeah. <laughs> I thought this is going to take forever. Yeah. Yeah. So. No, that's fantastic though. How fun. I, I'm Super learning fun. so much about that plant that I yeah. did not know. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty cool. Yeah. So so that's a little bit more about the history of your farm. Um, on your website, you have all these amazing recipes. Um, you've got like a turmeric date cake. You've got green beans with dates. What, what are some of your favorite date uh, recipes? I think the, the greatest thing, the greatest discovery, I think, uh, about enjoying a really fresh date, so a really high moisture fresh date, is that um, the brown sugar caramel notes really sing and so it's and and with that texture that soft velvety texture it just becomes this platform for imagining ways to substitute so originally one of my favorite ways was just to put a little bit of peanut butter and that was one of the first things i did was like oh i'm gonna get this really good crunchy peanut butter i'm gonna sprinkle a little bit of you know sea salt on it and it tastes like a snickers like you don't even need the chocolate um <laughs> yeah. if you have the chocolate great but honestly and when we went to the specialty food show for the first time several years ago, that's how we sampled the dates. So we had whole dates, but we also filled them with really good artisan nut butters. And the buyers and tasters that came through were mind blown. I mean, they were just <laughs> like, I had never thought to do this. So that's my my hands down favorite quick and easy way to, you know, to just, it's just amazing. Um, my other that's favorite combination, which I tell everybody, nobody seems to try it, but they have to trust me. Um, a little bit of camisola. So you get kind of a creamy blue and okay. then crinkle up some Lay's potato chips or other good <laughs> and sprinkle that on top. It's unreal. You've got salty, crunchy, tangy, sweet. Um, Love it. It's great. Yeah. Cause dates are, are so sweet. It's really um, yeah. amazing how much natural Absolutely. sugars they have. And so Absolutely. they do really pair well with that little bit of salt. And, Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Well, in sticky toffee pudding, I mean, dates, they, they, they meld into this like applesauce texture when you cook them, like very quickly, if you boil them in water within a matter of minutes, you have this, this puree mm. and you really only need to mash it with a fork to, to use it. And, that itself, you know, when you fold that into a batter, I mean, that's what sticky toffee pudding is. And from there, you know, we did one with cranberries um, based on a cranberry tart that was in food and wine years ago, this brown sugar cranberry tart. And so it was like, oh, we should do a sticky toffee with cranberries. Amazing. Um, <laughs> and know, are you developing these recipes or who's who's creating so them? So I, I am the idea generator. Um, uh -huh. I've got a little journal and I, you know, will most of the time that I, I have the ideas like, Oh, I want to explore this or, you know, and I, they come to me just constantly. I just think about, <laughs> you know, and like the date coins. I mean, that was something we kind of, is a fun way of kind of referring to slicing them, you know, you know, as in little rounds. Um, but I work with a couple different recipe developers that I found. Um, Julia um, Heffelfinger is um, a former um, editor at food and wine. She actually is someone I made contact with when we were, um, featured in their gift guide. And she and I have been working together for most of our recipes. Mindy Fox, 
um, does recipe development. She has done uh, Antony's cookbooks recently. Um, and she's talented and wonderful. And she was an interim food director at uh, Real Simple when I met her, but previously at Savor uh, Magazine. And anyway, we just kind of find each other and um, they, you know, so they do the development and they write up the recipes and um, take the photos. But How most fun. of the time, yeah. not all the time, but most of the time, these are my kind of crazy ideas. So are you the person who is uh, laying in bed at night and then has to get up and write things down in a journal so yeah. you don't forget? Yeah. Well, my note, the app, the note app on my phone is just chock full um, <laughs> and it's fun. Yeah. That's so great. It's great because so the more yeah. ways that you can, you know, for me, it comes really naturally to think about the, the different ways to enjoy them. Mm-hmm. Um, but what's so fun is when you come up with these recipes and, you know, people are just like, I didn't even think, think to do that or, you know, everything from like hand pies to, you know, um, a, the egg sandwich, you know, the poached egg sandwich we did with smash dates on it. I mean, it's just oh. so fun. Yeah. And they so were, do you eat dates every day? Uh, I don't. I uh, used to. Um, I have to confess I've had a lot and <laughs> I don't eat them as much as I used to. <laughs> Um, well, like a lot uh, of things, they kind of become a little blase, you know, they don't, they aren't, but you, you burn yeah, out. Totally. You kind totally. of <laughs> So, um, what other f- fun facts do we need to know about dates? Like wow. what's, what's the white stuff on my dates? Um, the, so on the outside of the dates, well, you yeah. see, there's a couple of things. So you'll have the wax, that kind of that natural wax coating, that patina. Um, there is a lot of natural, um, yeast, um, with dates. So you may have, you know, a little of that bloom on the outside, but you can even have sugaring, which is very common. Um, usually you see sugaring showing up as crystallization or discoloration or polka dots under the skin or in the cracks of the skin. Um, sometimes uh-huh. it'll show up as like a very um, light sanding, almost looks like, like someone sprinkled sand on the yeah. dates. And that is just sugaring. That's the, the, liquefi- the, the liquefied date sugar in the flesh that becomes dry when it's exposed to air and humidity. So you kind of like that refrigerator effect, like what happens with your Uh maple syrup around the rim or Uh your honey. uh So it's the same thing. Very cool. And so um, any other cool date fun facts that we need to know? Um, Well, okay. So not many people knew that dates grow on date palms. I think more and more people probably know that now, but um, date palms are actually a grass. I don't know if you knew that they're Uh not a tree. They're actually a grass. Um, they require a hundred days, at least a hundred days over a hundred degrees to properly develop the fruit. Oh, wow. Um, no wonder you guys are growing them down there. <laughs> yeah. Way down in the heat. Um, and dates are a dry fruit, not a dried fruit, which means oh. there's a distinction. So dates naturally dry on the tree as they mature, they will naturally dehydrate. Um, they become self-preserving at a certain point because of the, low moisture when they hit that point where the moisture is evaporated to a certain point, usually around 22%. Um, and their high sugar content, they become self-preserving at that point. So you could actually take a box of dates and put it on a shelf and leave it there for years and you yeah. could still eat it. Um, I, I'm always shocked when I find some in the back of the cupboard and I'm like, yeah, yep. Still delicious. Right. The, the crystals, <laughs> it gets, it's, it reminds me of, I don't know what the, those like the piconcillo, those cones of, you know, they, they remind me of that texture when they, cause I found some that were like really yeah. old. Like I was like, Whoa, I don't know how long these have been here. Um, yeah. took a bite and I was like, it's fine. The, the crystallization, it had this really dense crystallization in the flesh, but yeah. 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 But yeah. You can just, yeah. They're the, they're such a, um, 
I, I want to say ancient in a way. They are. They're, yeah. it's actually an amazing food. They're a superfood. They're a sustenance crop. They, um, they're, they're just pretty special. I mean, and they yeah. taste great. Yeah. <laughs> and they're a cool looking plant too. Yeah. And they're, yeah. and you get a palm tree, right? Yeah. And it's, in Southern California, for example, you know, they're used for landscaping trees everywhere. I mean, people drive around with day palms and they probably don't have any idea they're everywhere. Yeah. And so will they just drop off the tree when they're ready? Um, yes, they will eventually. That's exactly what happens. Um, okay. But dates, so dates require, so it's only the female date palms that actually produce the fruit. And you have to have pollen from a male date palm in order to pollinate the fruit, in order for the fruit to develop. Now, mm -hmm. with medjools, it's really interesting because if there are no male palms anywhere in within like a mile um, to have pollen blow around, they won't develop the fruit at all. The little tiny, um, like tiny little uh, flower buds will just fall off and that's uh -huh. it. But other varieties like the bari will actually continue to develop the fruit. It just won't get very big. Um, so they will sort of grow without the pollen. Um, but yeah. if you're in a cool climate, like where I live in, in Orange County, um, even if there was a male pollen exposed to the females, the fruit just, it doesn't have the heat to really, mm -hmm. to really grow and cook and, and turn because it's that heat's what breaks down the tannins and softens the flesh oh, and, de and dehydrates sense. the flesh. This conversation about dates is so fascinating and I'm learning so much. We're going to find out if dates are affected by drought after this break. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. So talk about date palms and drought, because California's in another drought right now. Yes. Um, so the, the water situation for us in the Coachella Valley is a little bit different. Um, most of the agriculture in that area is fed from um, Colorado River water that is um, made available through a series of networks to the, to the ag community out there. It's not drinking water, but it's acceptable farming water. Mm -hmm. um, we are actually on, on well water. We're tapped into an aquifer, but right now the water situation in our region is not the same as it is in, um, the central Valley in the Northern California areas. We don't have, um, quite the issue. And 
Although although dates are considered a drought tolerant crop, I mean, they can certainly, you know, grow with very little to no water um, and tolerate a fair amount of um, drought. They don't, you won't get the same yields in the same crop. So if you're, you know, they do, to grow their best, they do require a fair amount of water. Um, it still stresses that tree to not yeah, have enough. Yeah. 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 So, but we don't have the, the water issues that our friends up in the Northern California and Central Valley have, and, which is too Gosh. bad. I know it's not yeah. fun. Yeah. Um, well, what are some of your biggest challenges in, in farming? Labor. I mean, it's, mm. it's, it's labor. It's, um, you know, mm-hmm. access to labor. Um, it's mm-hmm. a very labor intensive crop. Um, and, you know, finding workers with the, the skill and the, um, capability, um, in a labor force, you know, for, for most of the ag community, you know, it's, mm-hmm. I hear a lot about labor shortages. Um, we haven't been hugely impacted by it yet, but it's, particularly with COVID and a lot of, um, people, you know, still being out on unemployment benefits, um, there has been a pretty big impact to the the labor pool. Um, Does mo- cost of housing also tend to factor into that in your? Um, it yeah, and you know minimum wage. I mean, mm-hmm. all of those things. I mean, it's you know modules in particular are a very labor intensive crop. I mean, the number of times that workers are up in the tree um, doing something with the palm is you know on average about ten times in a in a growing season. It's a wow. once a year crop, so the mm-hmm. Fruit starts to come in um, in spring, kind of maybe March, um, but the palms have to be dethorned. They have giant thorns. They'll, they'll pierce a tire um, or go through your foot. And she, she's holding up her fingers, folks, and it's l- like two inches. Uh, five, four to five. Five inches. And they are, they are stiff, stiff, sharp, sharp um, wow. spines. And so the workers need to strip those spines off every frond on the tree as they unfurl. So if you know how palms evolve, they, the, the, the heart pushes through and the new set of mm. fronds open up. And as those open those, all those, they have to use these machetes, these special hooked machetes to strip all the front, all the thorns off so that they can safely work in the tree. That's done in the spring. They take off the dead palms. They remove offshoots, transplant them or cut them off because they, they are parasitic. They will, um, you know, divert resources from the tree. So if you're not mm. going to replant those, shoots or um, sell them most are removed because they mm-hmm. just divert resources. Um, and then you've got the, the pollination. So the pollination has to be done by hand um, or by machine um, for each, you know, fruit bunch that comes out, you have to pollinate wow. them and then you have to thin them and you have to center cut them and then they thin again and then they tie them down, bag them and then harvesting, you know, two to three pickings is common um, because the fruit does ripen unevenly. So you'll see on the bunches yellow fruit that's nowhere close to ripe and dates that are completely brown. So those have to be coaxed off each bunch and sometimes they shake it or they just kind of work their fingers through it, you know, to so get how, the fruit off. How tall are the trees and how high up do the dates grow? Um, date palms grow about 18 inches a year, kind of on average. So, um, it doesn't, you know, within they, they'll be right here, eye level. And then within like two years <laughs> there, you have to go up. Um, they'll continue growing. I mean, I don't know the ultimate heights, 50 feet, no problem. Wow. Um, but at some point they get too high for, you know, even a mechanical lift to reach. Um, uh-huh. there are workers who will continue to go up ladders, um, you know, to 30 feet if the ladder reaches 40 feet we have a ladder that reaches 40 feet well wow. it's actually a 48 foot ladder that goes to like 45 but 
Um, and there are many <laughs> workers that are, these palmeros are very comfortable working in these palms. Um, we had a fellow that used to come to our ranch who was just a freelance palmero and he would walk in the crown of the palm. I mean, the palms oh. are strong enough to support weight. Um, yeah. Not for the faint of heart, but uh, no. <laughs> most large operations have the big U-shaped um, lifts that, that mm-hmm. the workers can, can work safely. Many workers can be, be up in a tree at one time. Yeah. So. Wow. There, there's a lot that goes into dates. And so uh, and it, the, the price reflects that. And, yeah. um, you know, it's uh, it's, a, you know, it's they really are. You know, it's if you were to it's wait a for the treat, it's a special treat. And if you wanted yeah. to, if you were to wait until all of the fruit was uniformly dry in order to harvest it, you would be eating like they would break your teeth. I mean, they would dry. <laughs> it would be just awful. Um, so, you know, to really enjoy them the way we we would like for them to be enjoyed. They need to be picked in stages. And yeah. so. Very yeah. interesting. Um, and, you know, what keeps you excited about dates all these years later? The food is, you know, <laughs> honestly, the recipe development part is um, I think the thing I enjoy the most um, kind of coming up with new ways to, to incorporate dates into dishes and, um, to keep people in, to, to keep people enjoying dates or, or to continue to allow people to discover. I love the social media, the Instagram. I, I just, I love the visual of, of yeah. pretty food. And, um, I like the, the creativity, con- the creative side. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, we have a few companion products on our website and I like to, you know, I like to experiment with different artwork and different boxes and different, we have like a, a harvest box that we created last year that's in an old, it's in a wooden box, like kind of an old vintage style where they used to pack fruit in nice wooden boxes with really pretty artwork on them. So we kind of revived that. We have a new print that's going to be used this year that we just had created that's going to be revealed over the next month. Oh, um, how fun. Well, I, I bet your podcast will be airing around that time. Oh, great. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, so that, those are the, and also the connection with people. Like I, I love messaging people through social and um, t- conversations like this. That's, I think the parts I love the most. That's awesome. Well, um, I, I have an important question that I like to ask my guests. Um, how would you like our listeners to be kale raisers at home? Uh, what ways you think people can can make a difference with food? Buying your dates? <laughs> yes, um, absolutely. I'll give you a little backstory too. In season one, you know, we talked to folks like Chef Alice Waters and activists who have worked in food banks. And so, so many of our guests in the first season said, you know, get to know your local farmer, buy from your local farmer. And so in season two, I'm bringing in more farmers. So now it's the farmer's turn to say, what is one of the things that um, anybody from Illinois to New York, if if they want to use food as a tool to create change, what what could they be doing at home? Um, I personally, I think, you know, donating to, to food banks and, and, food programs, you know, we have a feature where we can donate, um, people can help us donate with No Kid Hungry on our website. Oh, um, yay! Yeah, our, grants from them. <laughs> yeah, our, our Harvest Box last year, um, the theme of our Harvest Box was um, unity through food and how food is this great connector. And we actually took a proceed proceeds, which we're in the process of getting those checks ready now because we're at the end of the season, um, five different um, urban food projects as a way to um, – you know, to help people who do not have access to the agricultural communities that we're in learn about food, grow food. And so um, we have always had a charitable component um, 
and a give back component to what we're doing. Um, the feeding kids was always an important one. It's on my vision board at home that I created before oh. we even started was um, working with um, food banks and no kid hungry. I actually have a thing right now that's been rolling around in my head for about six weeks um, because we have some surplus dates and I would like to pack them up and put up a, um, a link on our website where people can fund the shipping and we will mm. send the case. And I don't, oh. I don't know if that would resonate, but I would love to find ways rather than just driving it to our local food banks to actually mm. ship dates to food banks across the United States if someone wants to cover the shipping tab. So I don't know if that's the answer to the question, but yeah, the more, the more ways that, um, you know, particularly with young people, just the more we can do to help people understand where their food comes from, um, you know, that it's, it's not grown in a box, um, you know, that it's to ask questions. And I think that social media for me, um, I like to, you know, I don't do it as much as I did in the beginning just because you're, you know, everything's so fresh, but I continue to want to have a fresh approach to how I can share information about what I do. So I do a lot of posts about, you know, the process. And, um, I love the feedback I get from people who are like, I had no idea. I mean, the appreciation, I think building, helping people cultivate an appreciation for how food is grown, what goes into it, the resources that are involved, the challenges that are involved. And, um, you know, I think is really great because I think it, a lot of people would think it tastes better when they, when they kind of, I don't know. That's what I think. No, those are all amazing answers and, and things that you guys can do at home right now, uh, listeners. So yeah, thank you so much. And um, where can people get these delicious dates? So our dates can be found through a variety of market partners. We um, partner with Good Eggs up in the Northern California region. Uh, locally, you can find our dates in Southern California and Gelson's. Um, many of the whole foods markets, uh, we partner with right now, the, the premium product that we sell is sold out until the next harvest. So our market partners at Erewhon and whole foods are not carrying our dates right now, but you can still find them in some other independents. Um, we can always order through our website. We ship all throughout the United States and Canada. Um, so you can always order from us directly and we have Love a stock, we have a list of all of our market partners that you can always check out too. So. Also on the website also on the website. And final question, what's the dog on your website? Uh, we, oh, we have several. So uh, <laughs> Rocky is the, are you talking about Rocky, the don't spit the pit? Um, he's inside of our box. Let me see if I can find him. Uh, <laughs> Rocky is, there's Rocky. Oh, um, she's pointing to some photos behind her. This is Rocky. Aww. Rocky is um, one of our, 20. One of our rescues. So for at the ranch, we um, like to have dogs around just for security and um, just to help kind of companionship. And uh, we've been adopting from the local shelters for years. And so Rocky is he's my date lover. He uh, rest in peace has since passed. But um, uh-huh. he used to pick through the coals. We'd have kind of the trash dates that we you know weren't going to be eaten. And he would pick through them and he would spit the pits. And I'd find these little piles <laughs> piles of pits and it was funny because i actually have video of him sneaking it he thought i wasn't watching and then he, you know he very carefully selected the one he wanted but i would find little piles of pits so um so as we were trying to as it occurred to me that i should probably let people know especially when you're in a gift guide so if someone gets mm-hmm. a box of dates and it's a gift they may not know that there's a seat inside so i wanted to make sure people know so that's why we said rocky <laughs> rocky says don't forget to spit the pit but then on the back of the box we have poncho he was our first 
Ranch Rescue, and uh, Moon is my husband's um, black lab, who's his hunting companion. He's running, he looks like the rabid black dog running, you know, across the bottom of the website. So yeah, these are all our pets. I love it. Beloved, (laughs) Beloved family members. I love that. Uh, I mean, and that is one of the benefits of of farming, right? You get to be with your pets. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. They they hang out with me. And so now we have Dallas and Buck. So if you follow our Instagram, um, you can find um, videos and uh, pictures of them. And, you know, yeah, they come out and help us get gophers and all that good stuff. Uh, come for the dates, stay for the dogs. Yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Love it. Someday we get asked a lot if we do ranch tours or farm tours. <sighs> um Someday, I I very much would love to do that. Um, we don't, you know, we don't live there full time. So, um, and we just have one uh, fellow that helps us out for now. And he's pretty busy um, and not really set up for hosting visitors, but we would like to be able to do that. So at that point, they could meet the dogs too. Absolutely. Well, yeah. and um, I have heard from others, uh, other farmers that during COVID, that became a very highly popular leisure activity or weekend activity is, yeah. is going out to farms because it's a thing you can do outside with Absolutely. your whole family. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. think it'd be fun to, to do a pick your own with the dates. I yeah. mean, it would be, it's, there's a very short window where they're, you know, where you can have your feet on the ground to actually do it. But <laughs> I think it would be really cool. So stay tuned for uh, maybe some point we can do that. Love it. Yeah. Keep us posted. Thank you again for having me on. What a treat. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Joan. It was great to meet you. Nice to meet you too. I had so much fun learning about dates from Joan. I can't wait to taste these and to cook some of her recipes. Thanks so much for listening. Please help me spread the word about these inspiring kale raisers by sharing the episodes and rating the podcasts on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can support this podcast by donating to Food Literacy Center. Your donations allow us to provide free hands-on cooking classes to low-income elementary schools. Next week, I speak with rice farmer Michael Bosworth. He's focused on rice varieties that have the best flavor rather than the highest yield. He'll tell us why. You'll meet a new food hero in every episode. Next time on Raising Kale. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t oh, 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 
Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.